Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about chess with friends? Well, then you must be thinking of another podcast. The Checkmate! Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? Well, funny you should ask. I'm I'm dizzy. <laughs> okay. I don't like this. No, me either. Um I've been like secretly dizzy for about a week now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been... you 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 spilled this to me like I don't know, like 2 days ago. Yeah. And I was like, "What the fuck, dude? That's not okay." I that's what I do though. Like I I develop a health problem and then I just sit on it and I I marinate in it and I think about how I'm gonna die. Oh my <laughs> so, god, no! <laughs> that's what I've been doing for the past week. Um, no, I just woke up one day. Like, have you ever just woken up? Like, occasionally I'll wake up really dizzy, and then I just sit back down and go back to sleep for an hour or so, and I wake up again and I'm fine. Not Ma- ever. Maybe that's just a me thing, but like I feel like maybe my inner ear gets off or something while I sleep sometimes. So okay. I thought that's what was happening this time. So I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm dizzy. And then like I went back to sleep and I woke back up again. And I was like, oh, it ain't going away. So I just went about my day. And then like it kept happening for five days. So I was now, like, what, oh. Was it like persistently dizzy or just like bouts on and off? It's just like vaguely dizzy just all okay. the time. Like, like I've had a bottle of wine. Like I'm just a little dizzy. <laughs> okay. And, that uh, sounds terrifying. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, this is how I go. I have a brain tumor now, and it's going to explode, and I'm going to die on on air or something. So um, Richard talked me into going to the doctor today because good. he's Thank a good you, husband. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we went in, and I just told the lady, I was like, I, you know, I'm fucking dizzy all the time. I don't know what to do. And she asked me a bunch of questions, and I of course was afraid that they were going to do blood work because my first inkling is like maybe my levels are all out of control or something because you know the pescatarian diet and whatnot i'm like maybe i'm short on protein or short on a vitamin or something and they're gonna have to pull out eight liters of blood and test it all yeah but they didn't pull any blood today thank fucking god so good yeah so basically what she did is she she did the thing it felt like a drunk test on the side of a road or something like she had me like follow her finger and like she was like okay now stand up and put your arms directly out in front of you put your palms up close your eyes how does it feel i was like i feel like i'm gonna throw up and then she starts like fucking pushing on me and shit and she's like how does this feel like Like the fucking uh boston dynamics robot (laughs) that's exactly how it felt oh my god yeah, so she was just basically checking for, like, vertigo, I guess. And uh, I have labyrinthitis, which I love that which name, first I was about off. to say, I bet you're proud. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a good disease to have. So uh, it's I've basically, never heard of that. Yeah, no, it's basically just, like, um, if when you get your allergies sometimes, like, the inner ear canal will swell up. 
Okay. And then like the fluid gets trapped in there and it can't go where it needs to go when you turn your head. So like your equilibrium's all off. Okay. And that's what's happening. So they gave me this medicine and they were like, take this. But the side effects are potentially dizziness. So it's either going to clear up your dizziness or it's going to make you even worse. And I took it like mm, three hours ago and I feel exactly the same as before. So it's not made me better or worse. I'm going to take it again and continue taking it and see if it does anything. But pretty much like the solution is just to wait and let it, the swelling go down. Can I read you this fun fact about it? Yeah, please. This is a uh, rare disease. Okay. There are fewer than 200,000 cases per year in the U.S. She made it sound like it was such a thing that like, oh, you just have labyrinthitis. It's fine. Well, I mean, it's, well, it's not like severe. So I understand that, but it's not like, oh yeah, you're like the 10th person this week. Like, okay. Like it's, it's a rare one, but it is, it's, it's like not a big deal. Uh, it is. It says short term resolves within days to weeks. So well, we're looking at weeks at this point. So yeah, uh, yeah. But it I does just require can't... a medical diagnosis. So you did good. <laughs> okay. Well, done. Got it. Yeah. I just feel. I ju- I just feel dizzy. Like that's that's just yeah. my day in day out now. Is like oh fucking dizzy. She also told me like there's a thing called an Epley maneuver where you uh, like Richard had okay. to do something similar to this before where like you have to. He he had, like, his ear crystals were out of line. Like, his chakra was messed up or something. This is an okay. official diagnosis from the doctor. Like, his ear crystals were unaligned. So, it's, like, a weird series of movements. It's, like, turn your head 45 degrees to the right. Now, lay back. Now, flip your body 90 degrees. Now, like, <laughs> turn over. And it's just, like, a whole... It's, like, stop, drop, and roll, but to get the crystals in your ears right again. Okay. And uh, it fixed him. And there's like a different epilepsy maneuver where basically you just lay down and look at the ceiling and then just like whip your head back and forth really hard. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? That's, are you sure, doctor? Is that what I'm supposed to do? And she's like, yeah, I know it sounds wild, but um, yeah, you just turn your head back and forth real fast and that kind of like loosens up the, the goo in your head. So I mean, hey, man. Just trying to get the goo loose. All right. I mean, there's um, nothing wrong with loose goo, so... I guess. <laughs> uh, but I also, while I was in there, they were like, hey, you want a flu shot? And I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, I want a flu shot. Okay. So, uh, baby's first flu shot today. Right. Like, I've ever? Never, ever, yeah. I've never, oh, okay. ever gotten a flu shot in my life because I was always under the impression that, like, I didn't need one because I hardly ever get the flu. Like, I haven't had the flu, knock on wood, for, like, 10 years. So... Wow. Okay. Um yeah, I never thought I needed to get one, but after, you know, the whole train wreck that is the last couple of years, I figure I'm not going to fuck around with vaccines anymore. I'm just going to get all of them that are offered to me ever. Yeah. So, yeah. It's spicy, though. Like, she put it in my arm, and I was like, ooh, peppery. It's oh, cayenne. Uh, yeah, dude. Like, flu shots, like, you kind of, like, feel them. Yeah. Like, there's, like, some stuff with those. I don't, I, I do not know what happened, but like, I, I made the mistake also of wearing a long sleeve shirt to this appointment. So, okay. Like I was like, well, I mean, how do you want well, me to, <laughs> well, you didn't expect to get a shot. So yeah. So fine. like <laughs> I was talking to Richard when the lady left the room to go get the flu shot and stuff. And I was like, how am I supposed to do this? And he's like, well, you could like pull your, the collar of your shirt down over your shoulder. And I was like, that's not going to work. It's not stretchy enough. He's like, well, I guess you could just take your arm out of the shirt. And so <laughs> I was like, okay. And so, uh, I just like 
casually take my arm out of the shirt and I'm just like sitting there with my shirt half on, half off. And yeah. The doctor comes in. She's like, oh, you're you're just like ready for it. And you were like, I didn't know what to do. And she's I like, wasn't sure. She was going to be like, yeah, I just can go through the shirt, but whatever. Oh, my God. Imagine going through a shirt for a shot. No, thank you. God. Well, I hope you loosen your goo. <laughs> Me too, um, man. I'm sick of having sticky goo up there. It sucks. That's so so what so what makes that different from vertigo because they sound very similar did she I think, say I think labyrinthitis is basically just like vertigo but allergies are also involved <laughs> Okay cuz I just was like that sounds like vertigo Oh okay So vertigo is a symptom of labyrinthitis Yeah there we go cuz vertigo is just a type of dizziness marked by the sensation that you're moving when you are not moving. Yeah, that's exactly how it feels. Okay. So you have labyrinthitis, which is the infection, but vertigo is the feeling. I okay. didn't think they would give me that's like interesting. Like fucking antibiotics or something for, you know, anti kind of, yeah. I wonder if an anti inflammatory would work. Maybe I should just like pop some NSAIDs and <laughs> yeah. help it out in there. Well, you know, you've been going to the doctor. I just thought I'd tell you I'm going to the doctor. What are you going to the doctor for? <laughs> so we discussed in a previous show how you and I basically just have never gone to a doctor. Yeah. For like a physical. <laughs> right. I'm going to get a physical tomorrow. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, Not because like anything is wrong. I'm not like, oh, I need something. I'm going to die. Your goo isn't all misaligned. Nah, my goo's pretty good. With my company, you get like a kind of like a rebate on your insurance premium for getting a physical because you're like promoting wellness. You're going to check yourself so they like reward you and give you money, you know? Check yourself before you wreck yourself, as they say. Yeah. So like uh, we also get a discount just for not smoking. You oh, know? fuck yeah. So, you know, you treat yourself good and you are healthy, you know, we'll help cover more of your insurance cost. Yeah. So I was like, I've never done it because, you know, I've worked here for like six years or whatever, but I've never gotten a physical in that time. Damn. But my premium was so low, like I didn't care, you know? Yeah. Um, if I'd have done this, I may have had free insurance for like the past six years. What? Like you get a pretty big little rebate amount. Oh my God. So. All right. So I guess you're like Captain Physical now. You're going to go back again and again? Uh, probably so. Every year. Yeah. Gonna be real regular. Well, because Taylor's on there now. And so with Taylor on my insurance, uh, it went up. Like, hang on. Let me give you, like, how much it went up. I hate how how much, like, insurance in America sucks. Like, all of it sucks. Like, when you put your spouse on your plan, like, for me and Richard, it's cheaper for each of us have to have our individual plans than for either of us to get on either of our plans. Yeah. My plan would more than double if he got on mine. His plan would more than double if I got on his. So it was like, why Why would we ever? Like, it basically went up 90%. My God. Because uh, I was paying like 17 bucks. Yeah. Seven, 17 bucks a paycheck. So what? That's not bad at all. 30 bucks a month. Yeah. You know? Well, it's uh, 90% higher than that now. You know, so it's a it's it's a pretty penny now. 
And I'm like, maybe this physical thing's not such a bad idea. So I'm going in tomorrow. I probably will get blood drawn because I do that at physicals, I think. Yeah, I think every time you go to a physical, it's like, we're going to just do the numbers. We're going to look at all your fluids. It's like a car. You check the fluids, you know? Yeah, well, it says it's like a 30-minute thing. So maybe it's just, you know, like, wham, bam, cough and squeeze, get out of here, you know? Because, <laughs> I mean, I know that's part of it. So I got to gotta get presentable, you know? Got to, you know, tighten it up, get it yeah. trim. And I'm going to be like, sorry about my big gut now. And then he'll be like, now. And I'll be like, yeah, sorry, I've never met you before. I don't know why I said that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I think you said your last physical was in high school as well, right? Something like that. Yeah, like, I don't go for just a regular-ass physical. I mean, they do the external stuff. That's fine. I have a feeling, I don't know what they could find. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, what are they going to find about me, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm pretty good. I could probably stand to lose a little weight. Although they might say I'm within my BMI. I mean, you probably are. BMI. Well, BMI is such a fucking yeah, I know. circus anyway. So I might be good there, but I am out of shape because I got a mattress over the weekend. <laughs> okay. And we picked it up and I like lost all vision in my eyes for about two seconds. <laughs> God. straight up like lift this mattress p- put it down and i just go like oh <laughs> and just like nearly blacked out okay and i was like yeah, i gotta i gotta move more i think i really don't know what to expect i haven't been to a doctor in so long you know yeah but uh here's hoping it goes pretty good me and taylor are going to the same person it's back-to-back appointments so oh, that's nice so she's at 8.30, I'm at 9.30, and then, I don't know what, maybe a week later they'll call and tell me all the horrible diseases I have. So <laughs> Congratulations, sir, you have all of them. We don't know how you did it. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll get the results back before the next show and I can tell you if I'm old yet. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. What if they're like, you gotta get your cholesterol down, buddy? I'll be like, what the fuck? Oh, God. Is I there, eat Cheerios I... like crazy. I don't want to hear those words ever. Yeah, I know. And that's why you don't go to the doctor. But you got to go. You got to know. No, you don't got to know. That's the thing. You could just die and not know why. <laughs> it doesn't but, matter. But I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, like anything they say, I'm like, it's fine. I take I take three Dr. Peppers a day. And they'll be like, no, that that's why you are the way you are, sir. And I'll be like, it's fine. Ten, it two, and four. I'm right on the, the peppers. Name. God. I saw a TikTok that was like, how come so many millennials drink Dr. Pepper? And it was like, because it's the cheapest doctor we can find. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I guess I guess we're doctor buddies right now. Okay, well, uh, I'll drink Speaking to of that. that, I want to bring a third doctor buddy into this. Okay. Oh, yeah. So oh, crispy. Yes. Crispy indeed. Man, I'm drinking a, a new fucking seltzer. I think I think that if I could win you over to seltzer with anything, it's going to be this one right here. Okay. It's called Aha. Aha. I've, I have seen those, yeah. <laughs> and this one in particular is lime and watermelon. Okay. And it fucking tastes like, like a juicy popsicle, dude. Okay. It tastes like summertime in a can. Like, I'm knocking these things back. I mean, I... 
see them all the time. So it's lime and watermelon. Yeah, and it's fucking good. I had to like triple check. I was like, are you sure there's no sugar in this shit? <laughs> I will go Not check sponsored, one out then. Just passionate. Loving the aha. I will check it out. Did you see me on Twitter like begging LaCroix to send us? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> send us beverages to I taste I want us. to taste all of these. Yeah, I saw your uh, coffee one. Right yeah, now. they look so good. They're yeah. like, try our new fall flavors. I'm like, do it. Send it to me. Send me the flavors, you cowards. And they all look like they were in like big tall ones too. Yeah, so the Quattas was like skinny tall boys. So it's like the same okay. amount of soda. Or I mean, oh, that's same boring. Seltzer, I guess, but like just a little bit taller. No, I always like to go to like the dollar stores and get the Shasta. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Shasta comes in a normal size can. It's just taller. You just get more soda. That's like my perfect sit and game and just play nonstop kind of thing. Because you get that big old can. It's great. Good stuff. Yeah, it is. Oh, boy. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, who do you want for the next James Bond? Because it's all I have seen on the internet lately is like, who's going to be the next James Bond? Who's it going to be? I have no idea. I mean, I know what the talks were like two years ago, but yeah. me personally, I don't have a want because when Daniel Craig showed up, I was pissed. Oh, really? Oh, I hated him. I was like, I was like, ew, look at this guy. He's fucking blonde. You know, this <laughs> blonde dude come in here and be Bond. Like, what the fuck? And I was, I was mad, right? Nobody wants a blonde Bond. And he's my favorite James Bond of all time. So I'm like, I need to start shutting my fucking mouth. These guys yeah. know what they're doing. Apparently. I mean, there's, there's so many people that have been like tapped for the next bond but everybody everybody that everybody wants to be bond is old like there's no there's no young people that are well that's on the kind of the bond thing like he's never been like a young man you know yeah but like how old is daniel craig right now right now i'd say yeah. he's in like his 40s daniel so he was craig. in like his 30s when he was when he like started it yeah so wow he's 53 whoo Wow. Damn. And I'm looking at this picture of him and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what was it? That shirtless one where he's got like With a the phone? Phone? Yeah. <laughs> he's got full pectorals out. Oh my God. Forget knives out. We got, we got pecs, pecs out, out, phones out. Um, um so anyway. <laughs> that means he was, okay, so it's 2021. Uh huh. When did Casino Royale come out? That was his first one, right? 2007. Okay. So that was 14 years ago. So he was, you know. So 53 minus 14. He was he was 39. 39? Yeah. He was wow. 39 when he was James he looks, Bond the first time. He looks so young. Like, especially for, not to offend anybody, but not for, for a British man. Like, he looks young, you know? <laughs> British men okay. typically don't age well. They age like, like uh, I don't know, Monterey well, Jack cheese. Well, it's because they drink non-stop since from like the age of like 15 forward you know <laughs> i want them to find like a young hip bond like somebody who's like 25 who can sit in the role for a little bit you know a young hip bond huh yeah I'm i need, trying, I okay, need a, a young fit young man young hip actors ready <laughs> this is the oldest google you've ever done <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone, of course, Who wants to see Idris Elba. Who are the young, Elba. hip actors? 
Well, actually, I'm really into what the talks were after Idris Elba. Who's who's that? A lot of people were saying, well, why has it got to be a guy? Oh, yeah. Because the moniker is not the person. It's it's 007. It's it's that it's that title given to a person. Right. So 007 isn't James Bond, per se. It can be because a big theory is none of these guys' name is actually James Bond. They take that role and then they are assigned the name of James Bond. And that's why 007 is present throughout all these movies from like the 60s forward. Okay. That's like a like a theory about why it's a different looking person with yeah. the same name. So a lot of people are, are like, well, technically, it's the title. James Bond is not the real person. It's what you assign to this particular role. So it's okay. like MI6 could just grab a girl and then, you know, she's Jeanette Bond. Why not? Jeanette. I love that. Or something, you know. So people are talking to you about um, the character Nomi from No Time to Die. Uh, a she lot of people apparently... say she might take it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know a thing about her or you know this role, but like me either. Oh, I I thought you'd seen it by now, right? The movie's not out yet. Oh shit! Okay. By <laughs> by the time you guys are listening to this, I will be going Friday, the week that you hear this. So okay, nice. Yeah. Uh yeah. So people are saying that like she might inherit the title. Yeah, she's already like a double O agent. I don't, because she's not in any of the other ones. So it's not like they've been building towards something and like you, you, you could just assume it, you know? Yeah. I've never seen this person before. I've never heard of this name. Like she is not a person to me. Okay. Like I'm going to find out who she is when I see this movie. Yeah. So maybe by the end I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, she needs to take it, you know? But I will say, because, you know, you want you want somebody young to kind of, like, stick with it, you know? Yeah, who's your young hip actor in your search well, here? Well, <laughs> I was just going to say, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to be Bond? People who play these roles don't like doing it for too long, because it's a very demanding thing. Yeah, I mean, you got to stay People leave fit. real quick. It's like the Marvel movies, they lock you in for a decade or whatnot. I mean, the first person I thought of is the first person that they pulled up. You ready? Okay. If I'm right, I believe this is old uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh my God, he's so he looks like a like a forest nymph. I don't think he's suited for Bond. You know who I would like, really? <clears throat> Just because I'm really into that family, dude. Put put one of the Hemsworths in there. Really? I love Liam. I love Liam Hemsworth. Who's the I think, forgotten I think he's Hemsworth? Cool. Hemsworth. <laughs> Who Brothers. is the forgotten? Luke. Luke Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me take a look at him. His name doesn't even show up when you start typing it into Google. See, he's the forgotten Hemsworth. He's got a jawline. Yeah. He can do this. He looks like a Hemsworth. Luke is so much shorter than the rest of them. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's like a foot shorter. Oh my god. Wait a minute. Is Wait, he solo? Is luke hemsworth yeah like like han solo yeah i don't think so is he there's a there's a picture of him talking about it no it's not okay 
Why are they showing him and Han Solo? That doesn't Who's make sense. Who's the guy that played Han Solo? That would be... It was uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Oh, you know who would be a good bot? Well, he's already doing the Kingsman series. That, uh... Oh. Egbert, whatever. Egerton? Taron Egerton, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love him, dude. I do, too. This Alden dude, though, he could be be a good Bond. But he's also not, uh, British. Is being British a requirement? I think it is. I don't think there's ever been an American that has played the role. Yeah. Well, let me see real quick. Not a one guy... He is from London, Roger Moore. I know Pierce is, well, he's Irish, but uh, what's his face? Whoa, this picture of Pierce Brosnan right now. Holy crap. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I have to show this to you guys. He looks like freaking Ken- Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Dude, check this out. Look at old James Bond now. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I th- I was like, is he's he filming full... like like a biography? <laughs> he's absolutely in the full Colonel Sandals- Sanders goatee. Colonel oh, Sandals. Sandals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm like in a blanket because I was cold, but I'm getting hot now with that. <laughs> Colonel Sandals getting heated up. Uh. <laughs> Don't get me talking about those 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> um, I just thought of somebody else, but he's older too. Like, I don't know a young actor that I'm like, you're who I would see. The, yeah. the, cl- the closest person to me would probably be Taron, but he's, like you said, he's in Kingsman, which is essentially James Bond already. Yeah, like, it's like the funny like he's Bond. He's already there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why he would transition over to that one. You know, young hip British actors. Tom Holland's already Spider-Man. He can't be both. No, he's he's he has taken too many roles. He can't be every everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who to, what to type in. I'm not going to type in young hip actors. I'm already getting like advertisements now for like old people medicine after talking about our physical. I I just did young hip British actor, and I am not getting anybody. Look at Harry I Styles. Harry Styles? Yeah, does he act yet? He he could. I don't think so. I think no, he could be Bond. He could be like a like a real. Uh, I don't know. I think think about it. Oh my god, think about him in like one of those it. fucking slit dresses, like Anna de Armas wore, but like it's Bond. You mean like this? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I love Harry Styles. I don't know anything about him. I just. Love his fashion sense. That's all I know about him. I'm not really good at picking, like, somebody to take something over. Yeah. And, like, I'm barely good at, like, oh, here's, like, my dream casting of a person, you know? Because I'm like, you might look it, but can you be it, you know? Yeah. I don't know anybody that strikes me as, like, you could be, a like, like a suave person like that, you know? Right. But, I, I mean, I'd never heard of Daniel Craig until he was in that movie. So, like, he was nothing to me before that movie. Yeah. And now Curious he's my see. everything. <laughs> Curious to see how that story develops. So I guess we'll, um, you know, keep tabs on it and well, let you, know, you guys know. Considering this has been a discussion for, like, what, two years now? Pretty much. I mean, I mean, 
the next Bond film's not going to come out for another, what, five years probably? So Probably. They have time to figure it out. Well, I thought about the guy that plays the Flash in, like, the DC, not the TV show, um, but I think he's American, too. Ezra Miller. I thought about him, but he's from New Jersey, so, nope. He's got a good look about him, though. I like his face. Yeah. Like, I thought about him, but then I was like, well, nah, he can't have it. Pretty sure, like, you have to be British. It's one of the no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's on the uh, the casting call. Must yeah. be British. But, I mean, most of the good actors we have right now are British, so it's not like they're dying for people. We got Tom Holland, Bumblebum, Cotton Patch, <laughs> you know. Can you imagine Brimblebump, Stumblebatch as fucking bum? Actually, bomb, yeah, bomb, bomb, and bomb, it's bomb. probably great. It's Not probably good. good. I couldn't transition from saying his name into just James Bond. <laughs> that, that was hard on my palate. Oh my god. I was like trying to type in his name and I was like, I don't know what to type in right now. <laughs> Bumble Crump Stompy Gump. Um, he could totally do it, man. Or Brimblewink. He's just good. I like how I it says, is he rich? I would, I would think I, so. He's only done like 15 and a half movies of like the biggest ones <laughs> i think he's good got it i'll i will let you guys do tom hiddleston how's that no 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 i don't want like a crusty no. old dude i need an i need a young hip a virile boy uh, he's <laughs> he he is only one year older than daniel craig when he did it so really yeah he's only I 40 thought- He's only 40? I thought he was yeah. at least 55. Oh, this is God, what I'm talking no. about British men. British men don't age well. You don't think Tom Hiddleston is the peak of oh. male physique? I'm still on, like, Bumblebert combi bomb. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, okay. <laughs> okay, that I accept. Yeah. Alright, how old is Crumblebo? He's only 45. He looks older. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is this is this is a big question. I need I need to move on from this. I have to stop looking at pictures of British men. Yeah, we're done. Okay. Um. Hey, hey, distraction. You ready? Uh, just a quick little update. What you got? Remember how we were complaining about the Ghost of Tsushima thing and Sony doing some wild shit with like upgrading stuff? Yes. Uh, I just wanted to do a quick little thing for you. So Death Stranding. The super wild Hideo Kojima game from 2019, right? Yeah. It's getting a PS5 update. Okay. It's relatively straightforward. They were like, you want the PS5 edition? 10 bucks. So I, yeah, so I got it for 10 bucks because I paid like 20 bucks for the game, I think. There wasn't, okay, take your base game, update it to the highest edition for the PS4, but now update it to the PS5 one. Like, they just oh, said, okay, 10 bucks and you get the good one. I was like, you got it. Nice. Yeah, so I went ahead and updated it. And it comes with, like, a bunch of shit, too. It comes with a lot of crap. Fuck yeah. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll finally play this game now. Okay, good. Uh, along the lines of video games, I have been playing a new one. Okay, what you been playing? I told you uh, the last, gosh, I don't remember if it was last episode or pre-ramble or if it was in our roundup. We do so many darn things these days. But like, Yeah, I know. 
uh, Actraiser Renaissance when that came out. So they they announced it in the Nintendo Direct. Yes. And they were like, look at this cool game, Actraiser Renaissance. It's coming up. And then they were like, it's coming up immediately. You can go play it right now. And I, I tore my headphones off my head and I ran to Richard and I was <laughs> like, oh, Actraiser is getting a remake tonight. So <laughs> we were um, both very excited for it because so this is a game that I was not into as a kid. I never played this like okay. by myself on SNES, but as like a 20 something. Uh, so Richard and his brother have this, this is a tradition they have. We were talking in the, in the pre-ramble about traditions. Um, okay. Around Christmas time, they like to get an old SNES game and then just like get together in person and play it on an, SNES, on an original SNES, which we had one, but like since okay. COVID, you know, we haven't been doing that as much, yeah. but um, yeah. So back, back in the days of your, um, he bought his brother Actraiser and Actraiser 2 for Christmas. And then he came over and like, we had just had like a little marathon. So like we all just kind of sat around the TV and played the original Actraiser on the original system. And it was really fun and really, it was just a good experience. You don't get a whole lot of like in-person gaming time. Like, you know, it's just, it's just one of those like warm feelings that reminds you of, days of yore just like as a kid huddled up around the tv playing on a physical system with friends yeah my brother was here like a couple weeks ago real quick yeah and i took my playstation 5 over there just to show him shit that it can do yeah and i have the old contra games downloaded on there and we beat like two of them like side by side and we yeah I mean, it was super fun it's a good feeling you know? to just play yeah. through a game together side by side but yeah, so Actraiser was one of the games that we played like that, and we all loved it so much. And yeah. like one of my fondest memories is they were both just like trying to beat this boss over and over. Like they had been at it for an hour, and I was like, "Could I? Could I give it a shot?" Yeah. <laughs> and I beat that boss in one try, and I was I was so I was so happy. It was just really it was a fun time. Um, well, you sat there and you watched how they failed, and you were yeah. like, "I see what you're doing wrong every time." I watched you the strategy and I learned. You won't see this. Yeah, let me do so, it. So, um, yeah, it's just a it's a good memory of mine. So we were super super excited for Activision Renaissance, and it is really good. Like it's it does not disappoint. It it's definitely at its heart it is a remake. Like it's the exact same game. But updated graphics, updated controls. So like you, you aren't, you know how SNES, like you, yeah. you'll swear, like I connected on that hit, but like a pixel was off or something. So you didn't actually hit. Yeah. But, um, so this is a, this is the corrected version of Actraiser basically. And they have also added a lot of depth to the city building version. Because the thing about this game is that you'll play, uh, you, you play as God basically. And you like live in this sky city and you go around to different like areas of this big map. And you're trying to help the people there like prosper and you help them build a city and stuff. And then you beat these big bosses and these monster lairs. And so um, they've added a lot to uh, the city building portion of this game. So there's um, tower defense things that kind of happen now okay. where you have to like build up your defenses and then like waves of monsters come at you and you have to like assign your champions to go fight them. And it's all like new and improved and it's just really fun. And it, it maintains yeah. the same feeling of the original, but like with a new skin and with new stuff to do. And it is so worth 
every penny. I really recommend it to anybody who's interested in either side scroll or read em ups, or if you are interested in Sim City type game building things. Yeah, because uh, you're getting both. Yeah, you're getting both, and it is so good. What was it like? Thirty bucks. Yep, twenty nine ninety nine, and it's on like pretty much every system. So that's not bad. Not bad at all. Generational differences like hoarding. You think that's a boomer thing? I think it's more prevalent in the boomer age group because you were born right when like your parents saw their parents kind of get out of the Great Depression and they didn't have anything. So it's probably ingrained in you like when you can get something, get it because you never know when you can't have it. Our age group, it's all about minimalism and all that kind of stuff. Like how little can you get by with? But there's also like a movement now towards maximalism. Have you heard about this? Oh, I have not. Trends always happen in art and music, in lifestyles, in the way that you're kind of rebelling against the the stuff that came before. Yeah. So, of course, minimalism was a huge thing. Marie Kondo, like, make sure you have only what you need and your life will be so much better if you have just like the right amount of stuff. Yeah. But I think that since COVID has become a thing... People are just like, you know what? If it makes you happy, you should have it. And yeah. like people are just hoarding again, but like in a good way. It sounds like maximalism is controlled hoarding. <laughs> okay, folks, if you enjoyed that bit of the pre-ramble, you can get the full entire bonus episode by going over to patreon.com slash and signing up to be a patron. We love our patrons so much. You guys are the lifeblood of the show. You are the beating drum that pushes us forward into new and brighter territories. If you want to be the ultimate supporter beyond patreon you can get yourself some yimtope gear over at the yimtope apparel store we got mugs we got masks we got shirts we got everything the link to that shop lives in our show notes and again thank you so much to all of our supporters we love you we love you we love you and now back to your regularly scheduled content i want to complain okay (laughs) uh i was going to bring this up in the friday roundup and i realized it was going to be too long yeah of a discussion I'm going to shorten it down. I'm not going to go full blown. I just wanted to bring something up to your attention. Okay. See what you thought about it. How familiar are you with like getting collectibles graded for how mint they are? Oh, I'm intimately familiar with this process. Are you? No. (laughs) I don't know shit about that. (laughs) I thought you did that with like baseball cards. That was about it. Yeah. Right? Like... I used to subscribe. To, so my cousin worked at a company called Beckett back in the day. Okay. And he and he would give me these Beckett magazines. And they had how much uh, different Pokemon cards were worth back in the day. All right. So, so like I would always check and be like, oh, my Charizard's up like 10 bucks this, this month. Cool. Right? Oh, wow. I kind of got to learn from reading that magazine about how, how like you graded cards. Like you'd send them in and they like press them in these little glass things and like rate how mint condition this collectible is right okay well apparently you you can pay to get anything graded like you can get comic books like dvds like like old vhs's how mint is this one you know video games all kinds of shit i always wonder like how they come up with these prices because like i know that you and i have been stocking the fucking dead alive blu-ray for the last couple of years yeah. And, like, I don't know why it's valued so high. So somebody somewhere probably got one graded. And so that's, like, the staple point, And then you kind of go down from there, right? Okay. It's only worth that price if it's the graded copy. 
So then you would have to go, well, mine's not graded, so it's not worth as much, right? Okay. But essentially, this company doesn't assign a price value. They just assign its overall, like, physical condition on a scale of 10, right? Okay. Um, I remember back in the day, I was trying to get, like, really old Super Nintendo games. So kind of like what Richard does. Yeah. And I really wanted Chrono Trigger because I'd never played it. Yes. And some guy had one rated mint in box and it was $4,000. Holy fuck. On eBay. And I believe to this day it is still for sale and he's never sold it because he's ridiculous. Oh my God. (laughs) Like it's, yeah, right here. There it is. It's the same dude. God. <laughs> a 1995 Super Nintendo Chrono Trigger. He wants $4,799. That's too much. Nobody's going to pay that. Because it is rated by WADA at a 9.0. Okay. This is probably going to go right into what we're talking about here. Because I think this is the problem. Since I just said that name. Okay. But yeah, because like here's one by somebody. Oh, well, that's rated at a 6. Okay. Anyway, you can get any kind of shit rated, but I remember seeing a rated copy, like, it's, like, in a box, it's, like, in, like, a glass, because some people put Funko Pops in, like, a little glass viewing thing, you know? Yeah, they keep them in the box or whatever. Yeah, so it kind of looks like that, and it, uh, here, I'm gonna send you a picture of one that's, you know, making, making the rounds with the news right now. Okay. And then you can kind of see what they put them in. Uh, so that's kind of what they put them in. They, like, put a little rating on top. And this is to tell you how primo this is. Now, really, even a 9.0 is kind of bad. Kind of bad? Yeah, that's like, oh, yeah, like, somebody has owned this and you can really tell. Okay. Like, a 10.0 is like, this was just made and no one's ever held it kind of thing. Oh, like it's Okay. It's so hard to get a 10 or even like a 9.5 really yeah like you have to have something that's so pristinely kept it's like ridiculous to get a rating that high yeah well apparently there's this company called wada uh w-a-t-a and they rate and do all this stuff well they are coming into a little bit of controversy okay well for it appears they are overrating video games And kind of, like, inflating the price of retro games. Okay. And nobody knows why somebody would do that. Like, the biggest theory is that, like, maybe I work there, and you, Kelsey, have a couple games. Richard's got all these old Super Nintendo games, right? Yeah. And you guys are like, oh, you know, we're kind of broke. Something's going wrong. And I'm like, hey, send them to me, and I'm going to rate them really, really nice, and then you can sell them for top price. Okay. People think that's what's happening because I just sent you one. There's one that's drawing really big controversy right now. There's a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mint in the box with the plastic wrap. Uh, it got rated a 9.4. And I just told you even a, even a 9.0 is hard to get because that's pretty telling that somebody has owned it. Right? Yeah. This is a 9.4. And if you click and look at this picture, the plastic wrap is is ripped and broken in two spots on this. Yeah, it looks like like covered in pockmarks or something. That alone, 
to me should put you at like an eight. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, it's still a good quality thing, but it's not pristine in any in any shape or form, right? Sure, like it's never been open, but it got like kicked around and stuffed in a box. Yeah, but this one's ripped. Like the plastic on top is like falling apart, and there's a clear seam in the plastic on the bottom, and it got yeah. a great rating, mm-hmm. and then sold for four hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That's disgusting. That's too much. That's the thing. People want to buy old video games, but we can't because they cost so much. And this company, by rating these things so highly and making... Basically, now that someone's paid $430,000 for a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog... Yeah. Everyone else that has a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog is like, well, mine should be worth at least 100000 because it's in half the condition of that. You know? Yeah. Like, you're setting a precedent that... A game in this bad a shape is worth, ha- you know, half a million dollars almost. And that's why you can't buy retro games for a decent price. Because I've been trying to buy Mario Party for the game. Mario Party. Paper Mario <laughs> for the for the, for the the GameCube. Because yeah. it came out on the Switch, right? And I wanted to play, like, an original one and play, like, the best one that there was. You can't find it for under, like, 200 bucks for a $60 GameCube game. Those are old. Yeah, that's that's just silly to me. Why would I pay more than what it cost when it came out for something that's, at this point, like, what, 20 years old? Didn't we just say the GameCube turned 20 years old the other day? Yeah. Why would I pay five times the price of for a 20-year-old game? That's so dumb. Why would I do that? And this company is being cited as heavily doing it, but this right here just blew up everybody that was already mad at them because they clearly rated something that's in horrible shape at a great rating. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense. Like like you said, there's got to be some kind of corruption or underlying reason why somebody had to rate this game way higher than it needed to be. This is a- so head-scratching <laughs> that one of the guys who was on the Sonic team that created the game, this this game, Sonic the Hedgehog, part one, one of the guys who was on the team that made that game is like, this is a scam, right? Like, there's no way <laughs> that this is worth this price. And I created this game. God. The creator doesn't agree with what's happening here. Like, something That's is nuts. going on with this company. Yeah. I think you put it perfect. I think there's some kind of corruption. But it's like, what a weird thing to get corrupt on retro video games. Yeah, that's, I guess, an untapped market. Like, are they laundering money through it or something? This is bizarre. Maybe. Because I think before before this one, the highest selling game of all time was a mint condition of the original Mario Brothers. Okay. Yeah, uh, it sold for $2 million. Holy fuck. Or something. But it was like, this was... A long time ago. And it, it was graded a 9.8. Like, near perfect condition. Jesus. And it fetched $2 million. That's isn't that, nuts. Isn't that wild? That's that's too much. I mean, it's cool. I guess I I'd guess. like to have an unopened. But see, I, 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 I want this to play it. Yeah, like, that's my thing, is, like, collecting it is one thing, and then, like, having it so that you can enjoy it is another. Like, it frustrates me that somebody is paying $2 million just to have it on their shelf somewhere. 
You know? Like, who wants to just go, that's Mario Brothers. No one's touched it. Ugh! Fucking you know? noise. I mean, I have an unopened copy of Super Metroid. Yeah. But I paid 70 bucks, <laughs> which seems pretty okay to me. Yeah. But I also had one that was, you know, I like have my opened one. I think I said this exact phrase in the last one. Gaming is a hard hobby right now. It sure is. I don't know why we are targeted at this stage that it's let's buy all their things so they can't have it. And then let's make all the things that they can have be so, so expensive and so out of the price range that no one can even have the stuff that they want. Yeah, it it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I it, it's very frustrating. I don't get it. And this story has been, like, ongoing with this company for a couple months. But this one just happened, like, a week ago with this Sonic the Hedgehog thing. Man. And I just wanted to let you know, how often do you look at buying old games? Never. (laughs) Really? Richard looks at it pretty often just for, you know, for his brother for Christmas. But Oh, my God. I look all the time because, like, I wanted Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green so that Taylor could play it impossible people want two hundred dollars for a game boy game from like 15 years ago like why when you can just emulate it you know (laughs) yeah but like why can't i have a legitimate way because people feel weird about emulating because that's piracy you know yeah and i mean i get it but at the end of the day you don't give us any other course to enjoy these games Right. I can't go play Leaf Green anywhere unless I own that copy. That's it. Piracy doesn't come up, like, just for fun. It comes out of a necessity, basically, right? Like, people aren't just like, I'm going to pirate it because I can't. Yeah. Like, if if a game is readily available or if it's priced right, there are not going to be pirates for it. People would much rather pay you money for the ease of just having it. Yeah, exactly. They put a Pokemon... Uh, red, blue, and yellow on the 3DS. I own them on the original Game Boy. Paid them money just because I could pay $10 a piece and have them on a newer system. Why the fuck not? May as well. Why not? It was easy. And I could could enjoy it in a nice, easy way. But I can't play Paper Mario besides having a GameCube and having that specific disc, and I'm looking at one right now, they're going for, like, the cheapest is 97 bucks, And that's not awful, but why should I... If they were to put this on, let's say, Switch Online, or if they still did their virtual console thing... Yeah. They'd probably charge 20 bucks, Right. And then I could play it. I don't understand why these games, having them physical, is becoming such... Of this niche, like, it's almost like a weird gatekeeping market. Like, only I can have these games because I paid <laughs> primo prices so that no one else can enjoy them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it just, it doesn't feel good. I can tell you that. Actually, real quick, before I drop this, because I'm, I'm done with it. Here's another WADA rated one. Uh, it's rated a 9.6 for Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. It's 2500 bucks. That's so dumb. But Why? <laughs> Like, that's what... I want to play this game. I'm going to open it. You know? Yeah. Just sell me a fucking used copy. But even used copies are like 200 bucks, my man. 
Like I get I it. That. It's an it's an easy <laughs> way to make some money because the game you bought when you were a kid for sixty bucks. Yeah, sure. let's go ahead and make some money on it. But like, don't you want someone else to be able to enjoy this? Like, I don't know. Sell it to me for sixty. You got your money back. Yeah, I would pay what it's worth. I don't know. It's it's weird. I hate that gaming is. It's it's not easy to do. It's just not easy to do, and it's just dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. That's Hate the verdict. It. It's dumb. Get out of here, $5,000 chrono trigger. I'm done with you. You want to hear uh, what else is dumb? What What else is dumb? It's me. Oh, no. <laughs> I made a mistake. I um, made a boo-boo. <laughs> I did a thing. Okay, so, you know, I've been making the dice. Yeah. I decided, so I got that mold from the dude online and I noticed that like, it's already starting to kind of like deteriorate more than I would (gasps) like the mold. And yeah, so it's just got like a little, a couple of rips in them. It's not a bad quality mold by any means, but like, I'm worried that it's not going to last me as many pulls as I thought it would. So I decided like, I should have done this the very first set of dice that I can. I ask a quick question about the mold. Yes. How many pulls is average for a mold? I have no idea. Because I kind of thought you had a mold. You were pretty much good. I thought so, too. And then, like, I started looking into it. And then people are like, yeah, mine deteriorated after, like, five pulls. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Like, I I paid a lot of money for this. (laughs) So I was getting worried. And I was like, okay, I have a solution. I'm just going to pour a clear resin set of dice into this mold. Okay. And then I can pop those out and I can make more molds out of those dice, right? Like almost like a set of masters. Okay. Okay. Because that's legal because like I bought the mold, therefore I, I own it. I own the dice that come out of it. That's true. So like I can do that. I can make more molds and they would be my molds. Yeah. And so I went to do that. I poured the, the resin in and I stuck it in my pressure pot and I put the lid on and locked it all up, pressurized it and walked away. And then I came back the next day to pull it out. And realized immediately my stupid mistake. I forgot to close the valve on the pressure pot. Okay. So I like I pr- I pressurized it, and then it just like slowly lost air over the next couple of hours. <laughs> okay. So I was like, I may as well pull them out. I don't know if it's going to be salvageable, but I'm gonna try it. So I fucking bust open this mold and like they it's so disappointing because like the dice are so like perfectly clear except for the top faces like everything that was on the top of the dice is totally just like bubble city it looks like total shit it's unusable yeah and i was upset with myself and i i'm sad but like it's again just it's a learning process and like i they're there are things, there are lessons you teach yourself in life, and some of them are more expensive than others. So, like, that's they wasted true. a whole 40 milliliters of resin, but it is what it is. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like pretending we've never forgotten to hit record before. <laughs> you true, know, yeah. Yeah, um, so okay. the dice are failures. I mean, they they would be fine to use, like, on a table, I guess. I mean, they're... They're ugly. I'm not gonna lie. They're <laughs> they're pretty in a in a in a distorted way. <laughs> I mean, you could make them like some kind of 
You could make them like a theme dice, like oh, these are like Halloween yeah. spooky dice, you know, like they're know, ugly, the and corrupted weird. dice. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm I'm sure if I put some kind of ink on the numbers, they would look, you know, usable. And just okay. like if you roll a one, it's like oh no, there's the one, it's the ugly face. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if if you want a set of clear dice that are just a little bit fucked up, I got that for you. I mean, hey, it happens. Yeah, but um. That's my uh, next quest is going to be making new molds out of dice, okay. like the the dice that I pull. I'm going to pour another set and it's going to be successful because I'm going to remember to lock the pressure pot. Okay. I'm going to close that fucking valve. Um, and that's my next adventure in, in dice making. And I also decided that I'm going to buy another mold. So I bought um, not a full dice mold. Have you have you seen those D20s that are like like big? I mean, just just like a fucking big D20. Yeah. <laughs> Like, 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 like palm your hand style. Yeah. Yeah. I bought one of those. Okay. I'm very excited for it. It should come in within the next like week or two. It's just, nice. they call it a, a chonk mold. That's like the terminology in the dice community. It's a chonk. So I just the... typed in chonk mold. <laughs> I'm yeah, it's a about peek. like an inch and a half across. So it's a, it's a good size die and it's, I'm Ooh. really looking for it. It's one that you can like really put stuff inside of like people get crazy with it and do like whole dioramas and shit in those. So I'm going to get weird with it. You know what? I'm going to play a little impromptu game with you. Okay. What do you know about uh, the different size molds and stuff? Do you know what they're called? I know that there's a chunk mold. So here, uh, a 12 millimeter D 20. What would you call that? I have no concept of what 12 millimeters is. I think I think the chunk that I bought is 35 millimeters. So, so a 12 that, millimeter must be like a mini die. That is a mini die. Oh. <laughs> All right. So for reference, the 12 is a mini. A 35 is a little chunk. Oh, okay. I'm getting a little chunk then. Yeah. So a 21 millimeter is what? A standard die? That's a standard die. Okay. What about, what about 25? Uh, I, I don't know. That one's pretty easy. We just call it oversized, right? Okay. Then you go 35. That's a little chunk. Little chunk. So what's a 45? Big chunk? No, that's just a just, chunk. Just a chunk. That's just a chunk. So what's a 60 then? That's a big chunk. That's called a mega chunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found this cool little guide and it's just like little chunk, chunk, mega chunk. Okay. And I was like, oh shit, so Kelsey's here, and you bought one smaller than that. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool little image. I like this. Yeah, it's going to be It's gonna be good. I'm going to make some good chunks. I'll make some chunks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking at a picture now of, I don't know what this one is, but it's next to like a normal D20, and this thing is fucking big. I like it though, it's really pretty. But otherwise, um, I've been watching... I believe you have two Star Wars Visions. I've watched the same three. I've only watched the first three. Okay. I so I've just been like watched... trying to get Taylor into it, but I don't think uh, she's digging it too much. Oh, really? Man. I've watched, yeah. I think, uh, eight of the nine that are out right now. And okay. I am loving it. I love this whole series. I wish... Uh, so the thing with these is that, like, it's basically like they'll take a little vignette and just run wild with it for like 20 minutes or so. And 
Yeah. The thing I found is that, like, they're always on new planets or creating new characters and new races. Like, there's a whole episode in there about, like, a little race of bunny people that is, like, so cute. And I just want to... They're brand new, and I just want to, like, hold them and cuddle them. And it's like if Lola Bunny was a Jedi. But, um... (laughs) That's what I was wondering is... Because from some of them that that I've seen, I was like, are they just going to make, like... Is this almost like a jumping off point for like, hey, you could look forward to more of this guy in a new series. That's what I want. Because like each and every single one of these is, it's just a little small look into what this world could be. And every single one, I'm just like, oh, what if that was a whole series? It would be so good. Like I am wanting more all the time with these. They end that every single one of them is so succinct and they have a good message and just a good little tight package. And it just makes me crave more of whatever they are delivering well you know when you when you think about it i mean star wars takes place in a fucking galaxy yeah multiple galaxies like a universe like there are so many stories that can happen all the time like we don't know yeah there's so much room to tell new stories to create new planets and that's the beauty of the star wars worlds like you can create an entire race of bunny people and nobody can tell you that doesn't exist because like hey guess what now it does (laughs) yeah i think i think it's beautiful what this series is doing and i love that each one is in a different style i'm i'm really enjoying it it's just so much fun to see new studios come in and be like, what could we do in a Star Wars space? Because there's, yeah. it's so broad. It, there's just so much story to tell. I mean, so far, my it. favorite is still the third one. The um, third one? Really? Yeah, with like the twins that were created by the dark side. Oh my god, that's that's actually my least favorite one. <laughs> I love that one. It's so good. Oh, it's just... I liked the idea of it. The execution, not so it's, much. It's all style. Like, I didn't take, like, oh, this is, like, really, like, hitting my feels. Like, I was just like, this is just badass on the eyeballs, you know? Yeah. Like, I, that's, if anybody that's out there, what it was for me. If anyone's on the fence, watch the first one, absolutely. And if it doesn't hook you, like, if it doesn't dig its claws into you and drag you down, you don't need to watch the rest of them. Because the first one, for me, I think is still the standout. Oh, then I guess I don't need to watch the rest of them. No, I mean, they're all so good, but the first one just, like, hit me, and I was like, oh, this is, I want, I want to know more about this character. I liked that one. Yeah. But I was like, all right, what's next? <laughs> I did like the one with the band, though, because that was just, like, a yes. cute little story. It I just very thought cute. it was fun. I enjoyed that. There is one that I'm waiting for you to get to. Let me look it up real quick. Uh... It's got this little robot. It's T-O-B-1, I think is his name. T-0-B-1. It's a little droid. It is has dreams of being a Jedi, and I love uh, him. Oh. I love him so much. Okay. Yeah, I know you're I, into I the robots. I gotta it's find episode that one. six, so. Okay. I'm just skipping there. <laughs> it's very good. That's all I need. Yeah. No, it's all, it's all so... So delightful. And I'm just, I'm happy that it's happening. And I hope that they continue to do more. Yeah. You ready to uh, demold these failed dice? Oh, I am ready. All right, guys, please go tell your friends about us. Help us grow this audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. 
find you a buddy that loves Star Wars, that dreams of being a Jedi, that wants to be a messed up dice maker. <laughs> Tell him to come find us. We're into all that same shit. We release weekly, every single Monday. It has never been missed, never will be missed. That is the Yimtope guarantee stamped right there. Pop. And if you have a second, because you like what we do, go on out to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rate and review. That would help us boost up in the ratings so, so much and be able to get to more of you guys. And while you're out there on the internet, you can find us and friend us on each and every social media. We are at YMBTOAP, and that stands for You Must Be Thinking of Another Podcast. You can find us there on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Of course, we got to talk to you guys about Twitch because, oh, yeah. oh my goodness, it's Streamtober. We have so much good content for you guys coming this month. Uh, you just watched us put together a giant Lego ATAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happened. Um, what else have we got coming for you? So coming up, we are going to be playing Phasmophobia. And that is again on Friday, or no, sorry, Saturday, October 9th. 9th. Yep. That's going to be with our guest streamer, Anazni V. She's one of our dear friends, and we can't wait to see her scream at the ghosts. It's going to exactly. be wonderful. I still don't know anything. I'm staying completely aloof on what this game is. <laughs> you guys can kind of just like drag me along for this ride. Yes, I'm super excited about that. And that is 6 p.m. on Saturday. Strap in, bring a drink, bring a friend. And of course, thank you again to our patrons for supporting us. Yimtope is like a free video game and the patreon is like our dlc <laughs> go ahead out there and you can download it uh you can also email us at yimtope at gmail.com we got that dusty old inbox go ahead and fill her up go ahead and toss some fresh envelopes into that there inbox we want that listener mail tell us what you think about star wars visions tell us uh if you're making something new in in fucking covid times that just continue to extend and extend and extend i forgot to tell you Oh, at the God. doctor today. Okay. <laughs> so they they have like the standard questionnaire the doctor asks you. And she was like going through it. She's like, have you had any headaches? Have you had any COVID? And then like, have you had any feelings of hopelessness or despair? And I just like busted up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she's like, okay, so yes, definitely. I, I was like, you know, it's the general American experience. And she was like, yeah, you know what? I really hate asking this question these days, but you're right. And then I was like, but I I don't want to kill myself. So we're okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I had to do some like pre-question stuff before I go to my physical. And one of them was like, have you ever felt depressed? And I was like, I was actually pretty depressed last year. So uh, yeah, here's why. <laughs> Each and every day of this COVID nightmare that continues and continues. So that's funny. Woof. <laughs> oh, also for the mailbox, write in. If you're one of the people who's paying an exorbitant amount of money for a video game, and why do you have this money? Because I want to be able to make that money to pay for <laughs> expensive games as well. So please, yeah, please help me get to that point, okay? Share your knowledge. And as always, our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Go check him out on YouTube. He's giving out good free tunes. You don't have to pay billions of dollars to enjoy this badass music. He's got it for you, ready to go, okay? And as always, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. How fucked up are these dice really? I mean, pretty fucked up, honestly. (laughs) But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. This is just for you guys. 
the people. You're listening to this, hopefully on Monday. You know what happens on Friday? Metroid Dread happens on Friday. Go get you a copy. Go.